what I did. When I think that I hurt you. Yeah, you said all this stuff already. I want to make it up to you. I mean, if you let me, I want to try. Just... You can leave me alone. I need to figure things out. But maybe if we talk about it, we could... Look, I'm sorry this is hard for you, but I told you what I need. So I can't help feeling like the reason you want to talk is so you can feel better about yourself. That's not my problem. Now, do you think he's cold-hearted? Do you think he should sit down and talk? Or do you think he's direct? That's exactly what's going on. Talking is not going to get either of them anywhere. And she hurt him, and he, he wants time to think about it. And the best gift she can give him is thinking time. And it's not even hers to give. It's his time to take. And he's not afraid to name another issue that many people would not name, that you really want to talk to feel better about yourself. And if she does need to talk, she could talk with somebody else. So um, let's now go to the phones and speak with Meryl. Meryl, welcome to the show. Hi, doctor. Hi, how are you? Good. Tell me, what's on your mind? I have a problem with people using you, and I want to know why. Okay, can you give me one recent example of someone using you that's really getting to you? Well, I had a friend. She was going to karaoke with me. Okay. And when I found out her number... And I called her. She acted like I was bothering her. So she was supposed to go to karaoke with you, and when you called her up to confirm that, she made it sound like you were a real imposition in her life? Yes. Is that something that happens a lot? Yes, it seems like that. Is it possible you're wrong? Yeah, I guess so. What are some other reasons that she might have not sounded quite eager on the phone? Well, I guess because I called her too late. And, well, it was really after 11 p.m. and She was working the next day, but I didn't really know that. So it could be that she was trying to get a good night's sleep, so she was irritated that you called her up because she had to get up early to work. Yeah. So notice sometimes you can jump to a wrong conclusion because you haven't asked yourself, could there be another explanation for this? And in this case, it sounds like you're being nicely honest and you're owning up to the fact that you messed up. You called her too late. That if you really wanted her to go to karaoke, what would have been a better time to have called her? Eight o'clock, I guess. And what might she have said at eight o'clock? I guess I would have asked, asked her out or something because I liked her too. And that's what I would have said. And, well, I really don't think she did like me that way. And I Oh, just... did you like her to have a relationship with her? Yeah. How old are you? 38. You're 38 years old. And are you working? No. Before you have a relationship, you really want to put your life together. What's going on in your life? Well, there was another woman that claimed that I was kind of harassing her by calling her too much. So, but it's not, if you don't have any job, right? No. Another person will not make you whole, will not make you feel like you have self-esteem. 
you've got to give that to yourself. And if you spend all of this energy that you currently have chasing women, and I don't mean it in a pejorative sense, a negative sense, I mean that that's what you're focused on. Instead, focus on a career. What type of career would you like to have? I always wanted to be a DJ. A DJ. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think that you're capable of being a DJ? Well, I I don't really know. <laughs> I wanted uh, a couple of days ago. I called a radio station to be a talk show host. My guess is that you want to broaden, fan out, and find other things that you're capable of doing. What other careers have you thought of doing? I thought of working in a clothing store. Would you like to work in a clothing store? Yes. Have you tried that before? Yes. Has that worked out for you? Well, I, it did, but I quit after a while. Figure out a, some job that you'll have some stick to to, meaning some job that you enjoy, that you can learn, that you can become better at, and that's interesting for you so that you can grow the job, something that you wake up in the morning and look forward to. So instead of putting your energy into this woman or spending time on karaoke, where are you getting your money from? Social Security. Um, when you say Social Security at the age of 38? Well, it's because I'm handicapped. Oh, what's your handicap? I work on crutches. But you still could have a good job. Yeah, but I tried to get one at the restaurant and I couldn't. Try to work with some people in the state that could place you in a job that you're capable of, where you'd get some competence, where you'd get some friendships, and where you could get some feeling of self-esteem. Because if you're just receiving a paycheck every week and going out to karaoke, I mean, if I were on crutches, I would want a more interesting life than that. Yes. And I wouldn't want to feel so desperate for people. Once you feel like you like yourself, you have a good job, and you feel like you've got some better identity, a firmer identity, then it's easier to make the friends. And you can do both at the same time. I know earlier I said, well, wait a minute, stop shopping for a woman when you want to be shopping for a career first. And I think that there's truth in that. You will meet people on the job, but you need to have some source of feeling productive. Productive is the key point that I would like you to take away. That if you feel like you're contributing, like you're productive, like your mind is engaged and producing something, and that you're receiving a paycheck for that, there's a sense of dignity that comes with doing that. You don't feel like you're just living on other people's wealth. Yes. Then you will have, even in the handicapped situation, you'll be earning your integrity back. And so I would make that your current project and really put that wonderful energy that you have looking for women into finding a career that you could really excel in. Uh, yeah, doctor, can I expand on the woman that claimed to arrest me a little? Okay. Okay. Well... She said I caught it too much and that I harassed her, but I really didn't mean that. I just meant to be her friend. 
You're just meant to be a friend. Yeah. There are people that I have reached out to to be friends with, and they're either too busy, they have young children, they don't have time for me, or I'm not their type of person. For example, I don't drink, I don't smoke. So if they want to go drinking or smoking or partying, and I want to be their friend, do they want to be friends with me? Yeah, that's true. They don't want to be friends with me. And there are people that want to be friends with me and they're not my type so all of us will be very selective in who we choose as the few friends that everyone has so you want to just because you try one person and they say no there are people that would try to befriend you and you would say are you kidding I don't want to be friends with you no you wouldn't do it that tactlessly but she has a right to give you some feedback that she's not interested in being your friend. You have a right to search elsewhere. There are a million people in my little state, Rhode Island, million people here. You're only looking for a good friend, right? Yeah. So you want to look around for some other people that can be a friend. And if you're looking for a romantic relationship, I think at the point that you're currently at, I would get the job first and then work on some productive activity that you have during your days, even if it were some very good volunteer work, I would much rather see you getting a paycheck, but something that organizes your days that makes you feel proud of yourself. I was going to do volunteer work, but uh, I guess no one would Except me. Okay, work with the state. If you're on SSI, you're handicapped, work with the state agencies that can place you and see what they can do to help you discover something and feel feel more of that self-worth that you otherwise rob yourself of if you're just living off of SS Social Security. Okay. Okay? Thank, Thank you, you for your call, Meryl. Okay, bye-bye. And coming up, we have... Michelle Weiner Davis, who's the author of The Sex-Starved Marriage, and here's a quote from her book. It hurts my feelings every time my wife doesn't want to make love when I do, which is most days of my life. It makes me feel unloved, unattractive, unworthy, incompetent. Stay tuned. If you're in that boat, or if you've ever been in that boat, or know someone in that boat, and you can hear... Michelle Weiner Davis, the author of The Sex Starved Marriage, How to Increase Your Marriage Libido. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path of Romance by Drs. Kenner and Locke. When pursuing a romantic relationship, be wary of a partner's refusal to take a medical condition seriously, such as high blood pressure. Individuals who do not value their own lives enough to take steps to keep healthy condemn their partners to chronic worry. Who enjoys the prospect of living with someone who is at high risk health-wise, yet refuses to take reasonable actions to significantly reduce that risk? It's like living with someone committing slow suicide. The the same principle holds for partners with mental health problems. This can be a serious problem because often people with mental health problems deny or do not realize how serious their problem is, for example, depression. Outside help from the family doctor may be needed to convince the person to seek therapy. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.